Hello, and welcome back to another Buffy podcast. I'm Trevor. And I'm Kristen. And we are going to geek out about Angel. What? (laughs) (laughs) Today's episode is Angel Season 1, Episode 1. I guess we should, I'm I'm like ruining my whole intro, but I feel like maybe we should, from here on out, I'm going to have to clarify, like, we're talking about Buffy, season four, blah, 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 Angel, season one. Uh, Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because then it'll start getting confusing. So, but yeah, today we're talking about Angel, season one, episode one, City of... The moment has come. I'm so excited. It's funny, I remember when we started recording and we were like, yeah, you know, we might even cover Angel. Like, uh, you know, we'll see how we feel about it. And now we're just like, oh my God, yes, please, let's cover Angel. As soon as possible. As soon as possible. Um, I fucking love this show so much. Me too. We have also talked at length on our Buffy episodes how excited we were about this and how much we love it and how much we actually do love Angel as a character. It just takes... Uh, It's literally the opening scene for me. Los Angeles. You see it at night, and it shines. A beacon. People are drawn to it. People and other things. Come for all sorts of reasons. My reason? No surprise there. It started with a girl. She was a really, really pretty girl. No. She she was a hottie. Come on, let her she had, uh, I mean, her hair was, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of remind me of her. Yeah, a hundred percent. The opening so, it's scene like is so good. Better and different. <laughs> and there's things that I have to say throughout this episode about Angel's characterization and what they do with him in this episode, and then obviously throughout the rest of the season, compared to how he was handled on Buffy. Yeah that blows me away and we'll get into that but this opening scene is like one of my favorite show openers ever yeah it's so good i love the dramatic vo turn to drunken angel like the 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 switch the nuanced switch of drunk to like focused in mm-hmm. the slow-mo and the cool music like it is so badass i yeah. fucking love it so much i get hyped every time i see it So what's funny to me, too, is that I can also see being immediately put off by this opening because you don't realize at first, like the voiceover is a little too like cutesy almost. (laughs) Yeah. And then you pan in and you realize that he's, you know, quote unquote drunk. And you're like, oh, okay, like that's fine or whatever. But still, it's sort of like he calls Buffy a hottie girl. Yeah. You're like, what the hell is going on? But then finally, you realize that he is like playing up being drunk so that he can basically um, like trick Sawyer from Lost. (laughs) Gonna cash out? Yeah, sure. Girls are nice. <laughs> Which is also wild. Which is hilarious. Uh, basically trick him into not paying attention to him so he doesn't seem like a threat. And like, I don't know. That is very good and interesting to me. That is good. It's this, the Angel and Buffy are like so many characters uh, that are, there are so many actors that are just like in Buffy and Angel. That's a completely sidetracked but just like seeing yeah. Sawyer you're just like oh my god all these huge stars like ended up in Buffy and Angel first um yeah 
but yeah, it's it's so cool to uh, see this whole thing. I can't imagine someone dipping out though. Like you have to. I mean, I I can't imagine Buffy fans dipping out because we know like we know the hands we're in delicate hands kind of sure it's in the same way with um marvel phase four like with the ebb and flow of what's going on and it's kind of like where are they going with this yeah they got us to end game so we're like well wait i ha- still have you still have weight with me like i still have sure. confidence things yeah. are going and so we had that with buffy we're like well we just had three seasons of awesome so like yeah. i'm sure this is going somewhere even if they were put off by you it. haven't blown it yet like right yeah like, you're on <laughs> thin you ice time. but you yeah. haven't blown it yet <laughs> right um but yeah i love i love the spin around i love the dramatic music um i love the fight like the fight in the alleyway is so great and this is where it starts to get uh it just you just you think too much and we're gonna think too much too as we over critically watch the show absolutely but i'm just like angel throughout this episode is so resourceful yeah and useful and smart and he thinks things through and he didn't do any of that on Buffy. He didn't yeah. help. He didn't do shit unless like his arm was pulled. Yeah, he's got like crazy like gauntlets yeah. that shoot stakes out of them that are like hidden under his fucking stupid yeah. swoopy trench coat. Where the hell was that? I don't I don't know. Where has if this there, angel been? I don't know if their intention was like, well, we don't want we still want it to be Buffy's show, so we don't want it to be like two superpower humans and him to take up the spotlight or I what? Mean, but maybe, but I don't know, man. It feels like he's so proactive in this episode. Where I'm just like, where was this? He's trying so hard to like yeah. actually do something, and it's like you could have been doing this all along. You could have been along. actually doing something the entire time, and it wouldn't be weird like because then you'd be watching him doing that and then you and like when they go oh we're doing an angel spinoff i'd be like oh fuck yeah yeah he's been sounds great a rock star for three seasons i want to see him go do his own thing yeah let's do it but like at the time i was like what angel having his own i was curious and skeptical <laughs> as a huge buffy fan i was like where is that gonna go he's yeah. just and i and at the time i also loved angel like yeah. i didn't have this this Kristen infused hatred for him sorry <laughs> but uh i was just like i don't see how that but then you know obviously they they switched it up he's as we've discussed he's a lot funnier on this show even in this first episode okay also, yes, he's much funny. I mean, even just the instinct to to play drunk at the beginning, as opposed yeah. to just be like leering at the guy from a booth in the back of the bar. Yeah. Again, where has this been? Right. And it's also just like, it's so much more interesting because he also, he gets to a point where, you know, in like basically the next scene, he, he saves a girl at the beginning from Josh Holloway. Um, and... Then he goes back to his office, which I have something to say about in a minute. He goes back to his office, goes below the office into his like apartment, which is so much better than his Sunnydale apartment. Oh, yeah. I mean, like it has a kitchen and everything. It's great. Yeah. So he gets all the way there. And then Doyle is there, who is our Mm -hmm. basically our only new character in this. Our only new continuing character in this episode. Correct. Yeah. Well, I like the place. Not much with the view, but it's got a nice back cave sort of an air to it. 
Doyle is great. He is played by Glenn Quinn, who was also on Roseanne. I think he was Darlene's boyfriend. Anyway, and he basically, his whole deal, especially in this episode, is you can't just be saving the people. You are not experiencing humanity. You are not connecting with people. It's not going to get you where you need or want to be. So you have to take an interest in people and you have to like follow up with them and you have to, to do more, essentially. Yeah. I love it. So good. We also like like Doyle is his like connection to the powers that be, which this is the first time we're really hearing about that. And that Angel has like a like a goal and a mission and yeah. like, you know, kind of like orders, I guess, from the powers that be. It's so good. It immediately puts him on a path. Yes. And it, and it immediately gives him motivation to like be doing what he's doing. Right. As opposed to I'm in love with a 15 year old girl and <laughs> she's doing it. So I may as well. So I should do it. You know, yeah, no, it, it's good, too, because it's like if they didn't have this element, you would just be watching like. Who? What the fuck am I watching? This is yeah. just a dude out fighting demons for no fucking reason. Yeah. And it's like for, it's cool for a little bit, but then it's like, where are we going with this? But the fact that there's powers that be, there's there's something beyond our understanding that we'll get hints at um, throughout the series is such a compelling uh, storytelling um, mechanic that I think was a really smart move. Uh, yeah. Doyle is one of my favorites. Yeah, um, we have to. Pour one out for Glenn Quinn because he passed away yeah, he a passed bunch away. of years ago. We, we only get him for half this season, but uh, he is, oh, I love him. And it's, I just, oh, I love Doyle so much. I love yeah. what he does for the group. I love the way he interacts with everybody. Um, But yeah, so he, he tells, this is also like exposition overload uh, when Doyle comes in. Once upon a time, there was a vampire. And he was the meanest vampire in all the land. I mean, other vampires were afraid of him. He was such a bastard. Then one day he's cursed. Suddenly he's mad with guilt. You know, what have I done? It's you know, a fairly dull tale. It needs a little sex, is my vampire feel. falls madly in love Technical with her. term is perfect. He figures, hey, he can't be anywhere near young Miss Puppy Ties without endangering the boat. So for his crime. A faceless champion of the hapless human race. So you wouldn't have a beer of any kind in here, would you? Yeah, that is my only complaint. <laughs> <laughs> it's understandable because they're like trying to get, first of all, I'm like, who's watching this if they're not watching Buffy? But yeah. I get it. They're like, maybe people don't want to watch a coming of age. They want to watch this edgy. And this is a different show. It's not the same as Buffy. And it's it's a lot darker. It's a lot more grown up. Yeah. Um, so I get some people were just like more drawn to it. And the exposition is necessary. Like, you need the soul information. You need the vampire, the rules, and they relatively deal it in a in a digestible manner. Like, yeah, you you we roll our eyes because we're just like, ugh, I know why they're doing it. It's but, just a bunch like, of clips from Buffy. Yeah, so it's sort and, of like, what are why is this happening? Like, I don't really want this, but it does end get, up making sense. Yeah, and we at least get Angel just being like, well, you just told me my whole story, which yeah. I was there. I know it. Like, he's he's <laughs> rolling his eyes with us. <laughs> That's one of my favorite moments is where he just was like, well, since I was there, I already knew all of this. So yeah, what's next? Why, why am I not kicking you out? Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's great that Doyle's like, you need this. and And we find out later that he does like this is very true 
Mm-hmm. We find out in like season two that he definitely needs to be connected to humanity because there's yeah. a non-angelus thing aspect to him. Um, I cannot wait. I'm so fucking pumped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, also, just just to go back a second, the the iconic shot that's used in most of the main titles for all of the series of him walking away in the alley and his coat is like a cape. Mm-hmm. It's just the coolest shit in the fucking world. I it's cannot very good. stand it. It's so yeah. good. I This show's so good. So Gushing. that's the other thing. Since you brought up the credits, that's the other yes. thing I have to mention. Oh, boy. This opening song. Is so amazing. So good. Okay. My only complaint is no. the name the name of it oh. is so stupid. But it's so perfect for Angel that I can't be mad. But the name of this song, it's called Catharsis of Sufferance. Yeah. And I'm just like, there's nothing more angel out there. Yeah. That's the most angel name a song could have. You're and like, so it's no. like just doubly perfect, but it's this sort of like rock violin. Yeah. Thing it's incredible. It it suits the show so well because it's like a little darker and it's like a little more adult and everything. It's it's just so cool and I yeah. I just love it a lot. Well, that and to speak on that too, they in the first two scenes, the open, the main title and the walk into the office scene establish like a like a fist in the face. This yeah. is a very different show. There's the flash flashy transitions. Yep. There's the darker, edgier music. There's the tone, like it, everything obviously being most of it being at night. Um, because a lot of Buffy happens during the day. It does, yeah. Well, because uh, she's got school and stuff. And... Yeah, she's got school, yeah, she, yeah. And she's a human. Um, so it's just like they're right off the bat, which I love because and that's where I never really get the criticism when people were like, I didn't watch Angel because it was just like, you know, so much like Buffy and I didn't see that. And I'm like, it's not at all. Yeah, <laughs> I disagree with that completely. I, I think it's like, I mean, it's similar because their characters carry over and it's vampires and like it right. lives within the same lore and everything. But they are very different shows. This is also like a private detective agency. Like it's a yeah. whole different vibe. Yeah, this is it's so good. Um, we're back to like Buffy episode one where we're like, it's just so good. I it's just so fucking good. love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, oh yeah, let's talk about the exposition. Doyle says, oh, I love Doyle. Tell, they're like, go for a walk and he's given this whole speech about, it's about helping people. It's about reaching out to people, showing them that there's love and hope still left in this world. Hey, okay, Get a job, you lazy self. <laughs> So that I think I love Doyle and I think he's super great. I had actually kind of though forgotten that he's sort of gross. Yes. Like he's a, he like is essentially the stiffener line. <laughs> yeah, that's at the very end. He is essentially the Xander for lack yeah. of a better comparison. Yeah. And it's not that it's necessarily bad because he's uh, Glenn Quinn is so charming that it's like it's totally fine and I'm I'm here for it but there are certain ones where you're just like come yeah. on like why are we try why are why did we have to continue this yeah i feel yeah they're they're just stuck in that time i for some reason i feel like he's not as um gross as xander gets 
Like he says, maybe the... he just didn't have time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Although Xander had some things in like yeah. the first episode, the first three episodes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's he's like his approach to Cordelia. I really like. Um, I mean, I guess this is still 1999, so I take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, he. he but he. Or you're right. He definitely does have. Some uh, some lines where you're just like, Ugh, yeah, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> um, I love Angel saying, "Why would a mo- woman I've never met even talk to me?" <laughs> Doyle's like, "The uh, doy." Okay. <laughs> Why would a woman I've never met even talk to me? <laughs> Have you looked in the mirror lately? No, I guess you really haven't. No. So I do love that moment, especially because. I don't believe Angel has made any attempt to to like see what he looks like right. in a hundred years. So like, yeah. I don't think he has a great concept of what he does look like. I don't think yeah. he knows he's hot. No, <laughs> which, which is, is great. hysterical. <laughs> yeah, it's super funny. And then that when uh, when they do that joke at the end of season two about him about his hair, it's yeah. one of my favorite jokes ever. Yep. Um, but yeah, so. And then Angel, so he gets a vi- Doyle gets a vision, or he tells him about the vision he got, and it's this waitress um, named Tina. Named Tina. Uh, Angel is so fucking awkward talking to her, and I I eat it up. I love it so much. It's amazing. So, uh, are you uh, happy? What? Well, you look sort of down. You've been watching me. No, I, I just I I was uh, I was looking towards there. And you walked through through there. You don't hit on girls very often, do you? It's been a while. I'm sort of new in town. I love Angel being socially awkward. It's just so it's relatable best, and so funny. It's the best flavor of Angel. It's like yeah. I, I. It's so much more realistic that he yeah. just wouldn't know how to act around people because he hasn't been around people. Yeah. And I totally agree. It's so funny. It happens a lot, mostly in season one. He, like, obviously grows out of it a little as he spends time with more people. Right. But I I can't, I, like, it's. I can't even explain how good it is. And it's such yeah. a, like, it's such a better take on Angel, like I've said before, than the, like, um... You know, just star-crossed lover thing. It's so much more interesting that he just literally doesn't know how to act. Yeah. Because he's been isolating himself, which is wrong. Right. And and we wouldn't necessarily... Because like you said, it's smart the way... It's it's not like they forgot to make him awkward. It's he's spending more time with all these people over the seasons. And so he learns how to be a person. Yeah. And so over the course of the series, like he gets better at, like he's still funny, but the socially awkward stuff kind of muddles down a little bit. And that wouldn't, that we wouldn't have that. We would have had it on Buffy. Yeah. Had he done this with Buffy, like had he been part of the team and like integrated himself more with the Scoobies, but he didn't because he was a recluse and that's just what he decided to do. But now we get this like, we, and it's another thing too. It's making me think like, Man, like spinoffs of all these characters would have been so great because they could just like focus on yeah like, really that person building. 100%. Yeah, so which is why they're so great in this. And then we go to uh, Angel. Angel basically is like trying to talk to the waitress. You never answered my question. Am I happy? 
You got three hours? Do I look busy? Which I think is sweet. I really love the confrontation outside. I love her coming up at him with Mace. Oh my God, amazing. And I love him being vulnerable with her. Like I love that he is lonely and he is just like- Do you want to go have a drink or something? I know who you are, what you're doing here. Stay the hell away from me and you tell Russell to leave me alone. I don't know anyone named Russell. You're lying. No, I'm not. Then why were you in there watching me? Because you look lonely. And I figured then we have something in common. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm really. Hey, look, it's okay. No, it's not. I'm sort of having relationship issues. Who's Russell? Aside from he's obvious, he is technically stalking her, so she's not wrong. But like, he's not it's, stalking her. He right. followed her. <laughs> right. He followed. Yeah. He like knows about her. So it's just like, I mean, she's not wrong, but it is from a good place. He's like supposed to protect her. And he, I just love the nuance to his performance. Like I just, you seemed lonely and I happen to know a thing about that. And it just, yeah. it is such a sweet insight into Angel um, that I really, I really like this scene yeah. a lot. I agree. He also like he manages because he's so imposing. Like David Boreanaz is like a big guy, yeah. but he he manages to make himself very approachable, which I yes. like as well. I think with uh, I'm not sure. I can't. We'll we'll find out as we watch it. But when he's not wearing his trench coat, like when he's wearing just a long sleeve and yeah. he's a little he's a little slimmer. It's yep. he seems more because when he's got the trench coat on, he seems like a big bulky Bulkier. man. Yeah. And so when he's got that on, it's more just like, oh, I'm a person. We can talk. Um, also, he says, so we're going to get this a lot this season or the <laughs> series. He says during the Depression. <laughs> You've been to Missoula? During the Depression. Uh, my Depression. I, I was depressed there. We get a lot of references to like the things. Later in this episode, he talks about the wars that he lived through. Yeah. Which is cool, but it's also just like none of that was in Buffy. <laughs> right. Well, and it also like for the most part, not a lot of it ever comes into play. We're like we get little comments that like right. prove he lived through stuff, but we never actually like see most of it. We do see yeah. some of it, which is important, yeah. but not yeah. most of it. Especially in season two, there's that big yeah. one, which is great. Um but we'll get to that. Uh, Oliver wants to manage Angel. You are a beautiful, beautiful man. Thanks. You're an actor. No, that wasn't a question. I'm Oliver. Ask anyone about Oliver. They'll tell you I'm a fierce animal. I'm your manager as soon as you call. I'm not an actor. Funny, I like the humor. I like the whole thing. Call me. This isn't a come on. I'm in a very serious relationship with a landscape architect. It's so great. I feel like it might have been a meta joke, too, because there was so much uh, talk around like, oh, David Boreanaz just got he was out walking his dog and he got cast as Angel. And I think it was more he auditioned and the casting agent is neighbors with Angel or, so, or with David Boreanaz or something. Uh, it's like there was like a, a minor story, like they happened to be neighbors or they saw each other walking dogs, but he still went through the audition process. So this was more, to me, seemed like a commentary on just like that rumor that gotcha. David Boreanaz just got randomly cast as Angel sure. walking his dog. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but then we see, core. I wrote in my notes, core fucking Delia. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Angel? 
Nice to see a familiar face. I didn't know you were in L.A. Are you living here? Yeah. You? Malibu. A small condo on the beach. It's not a private beach, but, you know, I'm young, so I forbear. She's there at this party. It's amazing. We love to see it. Yes. She is Charisma Carpenter. Does such has such great nuance in the way yeah. she's lying to Angel. Like it's seemingly when you watch it, you're just like, oh, she's doing well for herself. But you can still tell. Like I feel like, and you know what she, what happened with her in last season. Her parents, so you're like, yeah, yeah. You're like, I feel like this might not be on the up and up. But she just does a great job of pretending she's putting on a face. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's like it's, in that first scene, you believe her. It's not until we like cut to her at her like really sad, horrible apartment yeah. eating food she stole from this party that you realize right. she's like not doing good at all. She's certainly right. not living in a condo in Malibu. Absolutely not. No. Um, and then she does the funny, the iconic. You're not still. Which I love. <laughs> um, and then Angel sarcastically says, it's nice that. She's grown as a person. Not yet. Not yet. But it's it's coming. But she will. Uh, they kidnap the waitress. Angel and the waitress are coming out. Uh, Angel hops in the wrong car. It's funny as shit. Yeah. It's so funny when he gets in the wrong car. I love uh, it. And, and then right after that, we have the Cordelia reveal, which is the sadness. Cordy, Joe at the agency. No luck again. I'm having trouble booking auditions. Networks are saying they've seen enough of you, so, you know, no need to call. I'll buzz you if the situation changes. Bye. Yep. And then that'll that'll continue. Uh, Angel makes tea for Tina. <laughs> okay. So, I love the joke. You take milk and sugar? Yeah. Because I don't have those things. Because <laughs> he's just, like, he's so new to this. It's so yeah. funny. Um, but I, this scene, like... It, it chokes me up. The She's genuinely confused why Angel wouldn't take advantage of her. I guess this is the part where you comfort me. Not like you didn't earn it. No. This is the part where you have a safe place to stay while we figure things out. You mean you don't want... You have enough people taking advantage right now. <laughs> Boy, are you ever in the wrong town. Like she's yeah. just like this. This is what this is what it is to be in L.A. Like I, I mean, you earned it, which is just also so gross and awful. Yeah. It's so gross. I do also want to say that that part, like Tina's so confused about that, but she's not confused about why he lives underground. <laughs> <laughs> like this is still a basement apart, a weirdly yes. basement yeah. apartment in Los Angeles. I feel Under like that's uncommon. Office. Yeah. yeah, there are. Well, there are no basements in Los Angeles. Exactly. So. <laughs> it's very weird. Um, yeah, it's very weird. But that that is such a it's a heartbreaking scene to just like see her go through those emotions. Yeah. And Angel be very kind and sweet is great. Um, again, it's just stuff we don't really see. We've only seen him in his handling of Buffy, which we've covered is shoddy at best. <laughs> um Angel does some investigating. Uh, oh, yeah, because Tina has mentioned a friend named Denise. Right, so he I looks think, it up. Yeah. He finds out she was dead, and then he wakes her up from a nightmare, and she sees the note of her name. It's all right. It's all right. He was here. 
Does your friend Denise have a tattoo on her left shoulder? She, she had a rose. All right, I think she was murdered. And there have been others. He picks girls with no family, no one to care. You don't have to be afraid. Hey, look, you're safe here. Why do you have that? And also, like, doesn't she see the, like, the walkway or, like, the passageway into the sewers also? It, that's behind it, but she doesn't say okay. anything about it. She okay. just says, like, what's that? Yeah. Um, it's funny because she it's positioned like maybe somebody shows up behind Angel because he leaves it open. Yeah. And she, like, is stunned. And you're like, what's she looking at? And then it's like, oh, shit, the secret yeah. that we knew about. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um uh it's it's funny. It's so it's great for story and it's great for this the I love this pilot. I love the every execution within it. I love how it sets. It's one of my favorite pilots. Yeah. Um but I am sad for what happens to Tina. Okay. I kind of <laughs> I have to disagree with you. I think it's actually <laughs> incredible no it is that she dies that he doesn't save her no i uh, completely agree that's what okay. i'm saying i love i love what happens in this episode i and i think it all needs to happen and i think it's i need i think it needs to happen for a multitude of things to happen in the show and in this episode and for angel uh i just like wanted her like outside of this i was just like it would be so great if tina was like um, Anne, you know, like it was oh, another I Anne see. out there that we just yeah. constantly, like, every once in a while, popped in. Check on or in something. on, yeah. But no, I completely agree. Like, I love, uh, I love. It's as shitty as it is. I love where all these stories go in this episode. Yeah. <clears throat> she, she. So then the next scene after she runs away from Angel because he like reveals himself as a vampire, she runs to uh, Russell, or he he's in her apartment. And uh, he basically... Who's been spinning your head like this? I don't know. I thought you hired him. He turned into something. It was the most horrible thing I've ever seen. Well, you're young. He basically kills her. Basically, yeah. He, de he definitely... He 100% he kills her. He 100% kills her. <laughs> um, you know what's funny is I... I we, we talked about this too, because uh, I'm not sure how many times I've watched Angel. I've watched Buffy at least once a year since it aired. Mm -hmm. um, but Angel, I can't put my finger on. I feel like I haven't seen it as much as Buffy, and I don't know why. Um, but the times that I have seen it, this moment with Russell, she says it was the most horrible thing I've ever seen. I Until today, when I actually heard what he said, I always thought he said, well, yeah. Like, I thought he knew Angel was a vampire and he was like, well, yeah, this is and then did it. And but he, what he said was, well, you're young. Mm. It's because he's he's saying it while he's transforming it. So the audio is all muddled. And just for the sure. longest time, I thought and I always thought it was weird because was like, how does he know that Angel is a vampire? No, I think he doesn't even I think he doesn't even totally know it at the end. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Yeah, it's all clear now. <laughs> I just wanted to put that on record that I didn't know yeah. that forever. Um, Angel's mad at himself uh, because he let himself get close to Tina. Yeah. And uh, and she ended up dying. You couldn't have known she was going to run out and you like that. Forget it. Let's get to work. You can't cut yourself off. I will. 
I don't want to share my feelings. I don't want to open up. I want to find the guy that killed Tina, and I want to look him in the eye. Then what? Then I'm going to share my feelings. He goes to Russell's house. We go, we go to Russell's house. Mm -hmm. uh, he seems genuinely distraught. Not He's like, like upset that he had to yeah, kill her, but not yeah. like not too devastated to be looking at Cordelia on Cordelia, a videotape. Yeah. I, I thought it was an interesting it was very mayor esque. Like yeah. he he, you know, wanted more for her, but had to because, you know, she's she was a threat. Um and then so we get so in this scene, I was thinking we were gonna talk about it in the finale, but we can talk about it here because Lindsay shows up and Aside, we'll talk about Lindsay in a second yep. because I, I fucking love Lindsay. Um, this is this is huge. They are introducing like the equivalent of this is they are introducing the villain of season seven of Buffy. Like it, it would be yep. the equivalent of them introducing that in the first episode of Buffy. Yep. They're like this is the villain for the entire series, and they don't. They do have quote unquote big bads in Angel. Yeah. But it isn't structured like Buffy. It's it true. isn't like yeah. it isn't like, oh, like the the Jasmine isn't, you know, established in the beginning. Like it all leads to a thing. Yeah. But it's not like it is on Buffy where you have this kind of constant villain um pestering the uh the cast. And I think yeah. that's so fascinating. Like Wolfram and Hart is that constant threat. Yeah. Until the very, very end, which I it's just so fascinating. Like it's always there. It's so good. I don't know. I don't I don't know how other way to put it. It's just No, very I agree. Well done. I think it's great. And I another I just want to say one thing about Lindsay, which is that he's played by an actor named Christian Kane, and he is like best friends with David Boreanis. So like Oh really? David Boreanis got him this job, basically. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I think it's great. And I think he's great. I love the TV show Leverage, which Christian Kane is on. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, L Lindsay has a really great arc yeah. uh, in this show. Um, and it's it's one of the, because the other ones, the other characters that we've talked about, like Cordelia, um, Wesley, Gunn, their their arcs are pretty relatively linear. Like you, yeah. you, they come from point A and they end up in point B. But Lindsay is such a chaotic, windy, off-road mess. Yep. Of his character arc. And I love it because you're just like, I don't quite know how to feel about you until the very end. Like, it's... And we haven't <laughs> even met Lila yet. Yeah. Oh, my God. Lila. I love. I, I As evil as Wolfram and Hart is, I love the cast that fills yeah. out that that building. It's so good. Um, But, yeah, it's just so huge to establish this final final boss enemy and the very first episode. Like, they, yeah. It feels like they have... Uh, we know season four falls apart for a multitude of behind the scenes reasons, but it does feel yeah. like they have a legitimate plan. Well, I also think I, I think I told you, but I don't remember if it was on uh, like recorded or not, but I think there are episodes of season four that I have never seen. Oh boy. Yeah. I think I, I never went back and did the whole thing. I'm excited for that. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm we'll, excited we'll for see. that. Um, and so, yeah, he sees Cordelia. He says he wants something to eat. Um, Angel threatens Stacy. Where does he live? How much security does he have? It's not a shot. Whatever she was to you, you better forget it. You have no idea who you're dealing with here. 
Russell, let me guess. Not big on the daylight of the mirrors, drinks a lot of V8. You get in his way, he'll kill you. He'll kill everyone you care about. There's nobody left I care about. And they immediately cut to Cordelia. I am somebody. I matter. It's so good. It's so good because obviously he's, you know, he would save Cordelia. He's not yeah. going there because of Cordelia. Like, obviously he would save Cordelia. He knows Cordelia. She's an acquaintance. He doesn't care about Cordelia, yeah. I would say, at this moment. And so it's such a great um, foreshadowing of where this relationship is going to go. Sure. Essentially. Like, it's, it's, I'm sure it's, they weren't just like, hey, hey no, no, this no, is sort of like our arc, but like, it is such a, because it, it is the element of like, because at the end of this episode, she joins the team. And it's so it's yeah. just like, this will be a person that he cares about pretty soon. No, 100%. I think it rubs me a little wrong. And the reason for that is because Buffy's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> there's no one left i care there's about no and it's like first of all you left town and second of right. all she's still kicking yeah like, that's come true on. <laughs> uh, i guess maybe he's thinking like well she can she's she could fight him i don't know yeah it's, it's out i guess also it sounds badass it does <laughs> like, sound badass and, and you're right i do like the foreshadowing of cordelia but it, i've watched this twice i watched it yesterday and today and both times i was like buffy's alive man stop being such a sad sack <laughs> you fucking dick <laughs> um and then cordelia gets the call to go to russell's yep uh angel prepares for war we talked about where he um doyle's like i'm sure you've lived through some wars wow you're really going to war here I guess, you've, uh, I guess you've seen a few in your time, yeah? 14, not including Vietnam. I never declared it. Cordelia and Russell, oh my God. So Cordelia visits Russell. This scene is so good. Incredible. It's so good. Like the, her, just, it's so good in her vulnerability. Yep. It's good in his, he's like attentively listening to her, which is also fascinating. Yeah. It's another mayorism where it's just like, because he could just be looking off in the distance and not giving a shit because he's about to eat her. But like he's, and I, you know, part of it's probably he gets off on it, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, this is what he does. He enjoys the drawing out the pain of these, um, of these vulnerable people. And so I think it's fascinating. It's sad watching Cordelia be so beaten down. I've tried really hard, you know? Usually when I set out to do something, I succeed at it right away. But I am. Um, I don't know anybody and I don't really have any friends here. Now you know me. And you don't have to worry anymore. What do you want me to do? She does a similar thing to Tina as well, where she says, what do I have to do? Yes. Because he, he's like offering her like help or whatever. And she says, what do I have to do? And you're just kind of like, ugh. That's the that's gross. another thing that's really interesting about the scene is the blocking is positioned as a metaphor as well. Like the yeah. him standing over her, sitting down. Like it's very much, this is the shit that happens. Um, mm -hmm. And it like you said, it's gross. It's the metaphor is gross. The moment itself is gross because he's going to kill her. Um, but then she snaps out of it. She's like, ugh, and immediately, immediately calls him out for being a vampire. I finally get invited to a nice place with 
No mirrors and lots of curtains. Hey, you're a vampire. What? No, I'm not. R2? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm from Sunnydale. We had our own Hellmouth. I think I know a vampire when I am alone with him in his fortress-like home. And you know, I think I'm just feeling a little lightheaded from hunger. I'm just wacky. I'm kidding. <laughs> it is yeah. so funny. It is so funny. And what's I, I was thinking about it too, as he's chasing her, I was like breaking it down and I was just like, man, if this was just like a random vampire, you'd kind of come into the show like, well, what's the what's the allure of this? Like, I've yeah. seen Buffy. Like, why is our big bad of episode one? Angel has to fight a vampire, but the yeah. the fear is the power that he has, which mm -hmm. they established with the law firm, and the fact that he's like this rich and he's like manipulated all these people, and it's like kind of what Sunday wanted to be. Yeah, like this this person in control of a lot of things, but like on a much bigger scale. Yeah. Um. And so I think it's really fascinating and it's a great way to introduce uh, Wolfram and Hart. And so then Angel shows up out of the shadow, badass as fuck. Russell Winters. Angel? I have a message. From Tina. You made a very big mistake coming here. You don't know who he is, do you? Oh boy, you're about to get your ass kicked. She does what we do. We're like, oh, you don't know. You have no oh. idea how bad it's, you just messed up. <laughs> it's my favorite thing on the show. It happens on Buffy too with Buffy. Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen as much as I want it to. Like I yeah. want people who don't, like obviously demons and vampires do it, but I want people who don't know. Like I love when Buffy fucks up dudes who are so, like- <laughs> yeah. Well, she does it to like just like pickpocketers a couple of times, which I, or like yeah. purse snatchers, which I think is really funny. But I think one of my favorite things, and it's kind of one of the juxtapositions between the two shows, is that like Buffy can't let people know. So it's like she does have to operate in this kind of underground thing. But it's like right. Angel does get a PI's license and he ends right. up advertising. And like yeah. there he's like trying to get clients. Yeah. So it's like whenever people recognize him, it makes sense. And I think I like that Buffy has to operate like under the table in a way that Angel is allowed to operate in the open a lot more because his secret call or his like, you know, divine calling isn't a secret. Right. Well, I, and I, I mean more so just like, I like when villains, or not even villains, I like when bad people yeah. don't know the strength of yeah. Buffy yeah. and Angel. And uh, and I love when they just kind of get, Cordelia is the audience in that moment of like, oh, you, this is a person that doesn't know they're about to get their ass Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's so fun. I just love that so much. Um, and it also kind of, hints at like Cordelia will be our voice throughout the series, which is great yeah. too. Um and then so they run they get away. Uh Doyle smashes the car into the gate, which is hilarious. And the um, gate does not budge, to which he just yeah, is like, no. mm, it's a good Whoops. gate. <laughs> and also Doyle like it does a good job establishing Doyle isn't a at first thinking of other people type hero like yeah. he's we still aren't quite sure why he's doing this other than yeah. he, you know he's forced to by the powers that be so uh, that's i love his journey too however short it is i i love watching him grow um, i agree angel going into wolfram heart wolfram and heart is so boss 
Mm-hmm. It is the whole the confidence walking in there. Yeah. And the the dialogue, Lindsay like grandstanding at Angel and then immediately okay. getting put in his place. I'm with Wolfram in Hart. Mr. Winters has never been accused and shall never be convicted of any crime. Ever. Should you continue to harass our client, then we'll be forced to bring him into the light of day. A place I'm told that's not all that healthy for you. Okay, because he's like, he's like, Mr. Winters has never, nor will he ever be convicted of any crime. Ever. It's just like, I mean, let's take it easy. I don't know about all that. And then Angel walks up, puts his foot on the chair, and he says, Can you fly? Kicks him out the window. It is. I remember watching that live. Like, so good. So good. It's so good. Um, And then he walks out. He goes home and he calls Buffy. So there's the tie-in. Yep. He he calls Buffy. So now we see who called Buffy. Um, I like these little moments. I like when there's phone calls across. You feel you feel that. Um, because we'll get, I think we get like four or five legit, or four. I think it's three or four legit crossovers this season. Um, of characters coming over. Uh, but then you get those little moments of calling uh, Cordelia, calling Willow, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so I, I love when those little things happen. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. And then he goes upstairs, and Cordy wants to join the gang. Yes, she does. <laughs> A cockroach in the corner. I'd say it's a bantamweight. Okay, first thing, we need to call an exterminator. And a sign painter. We should have a name on the door. Okay, I'm confused. Well, Doyle filled me in on your little mission, so I was just saying that if we're going to be helping people out, maybe a small charge, a fee. You know, something to help pay the rent and my salary. And she's so vulnerable about it. It, I get choked up when she's like... So I figure that we should charge based on a case-by-case analysis, but with me working for a flat fee. I mean, um, that is, if you think you can use me? And it's just like, this is her last chance yeah. to her. Um, yeah, I agree. I love it, too. I think it's really I think it's really nice. It's also, you know, that's when Doyle says that terrible line. Uh, yeah, she's a stiffener, all right. I can't lie about that. But at first, he says she's going to have a very humanizing influence on you because right. Cord- that is just the type of person Cordelia is. She's, like, not going to let Angel wallow in the right. basement forever. She's going to make him get out and do stuff. And I yeah. think that's correct and also great. <laughs> yeah, Cordelia is an injection of life and it was brilliant for them to bring her on the show because she like 100% counterbalances Angel and yeah. it's such a great dynamic. Um but yeah, that's that's this whole pilot of Angel the series. We are Woo. in it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see y'all next week with Buffy episode two. Woohoo! Um, woo. Uh, thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Trevor Carley. And I am with my other podcast at So I'm Watching or my personal account at FiddleDD85. And as always, please rate, review, and subscribe, and we will see you next week. Bye. 